Hi, everyone. This is your host, Greg Myers, and this episode, episode 52, is part of our special series on the digital payments tipping point. In this three-part series, I will be talking with executives from WEX who partnered with the research team at The Economist over the summer of 2020 to look into the state of business-to-business payments in financial services, financial technology companies or fintechs, and technology companies. The research found that companies that have grown most robustly during the pandemic are also all accelerating their evolution away from slow, manual paper-based payments into secure, data-rich, real-time digital payments. This three-part series digs into the issues surrounding this rapid evolution in digital payments, including whether banks should build innovation, partner, or both, the interchange realities that the payments industry needs to face, and the shape of payments to come. Our first episode features Greg Sassone, SVP of Business and Partner Growth at WEX. He's been in payments and financial services for 20 years. WEX is a B2B technology company. Their corporate payments division focuses on innovating digital payments solutions for financial institutions and fintechs, as well as corporations that need to modernize their AP processes. We've got a great episode today, so let's get started. Hi, Greg, and welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, and specifically this special series about the digital payments tipping point. Today, Greg and I will be talking about banks and B2B payments, build, partner, or both. So, Greg, thank you for being here, and welcome to the show. Hey, Greg, thanks. Really appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. Let's start by having you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your role at WEX. Yeah. Hey, I'm Greg Sasson. I lead business and partner growth for WEX Corporate Payments. I have 20 years in payments and financial services. I started my career at Citibank 12 years ago. I spent three years at MasterCard and then came over to WEX five years ago. Just in terms of some background on WEX, we are a B2B payments technology company focused in three main markets. We have a fleet business, health, and then corporate payments. So my role is within the corporate payments business. We, within corporate payments, really manage payment technology partnerships across two segments. We have bank partners and we have fintech partners. They leverage our technology solution and they embed payments within their business. We essentially enable them to go to market with payments technology. Okay, great. So... Let's talk about the global pandemic and how it may have affected the industry. Why has it made the build versus buy an even more critical question for banks to be asking? Yeah. And, you know, Greg, I actually think it's not just build versus buy. I think it's build versus buy versus partner, right? What we're seeing a lot of is, you know, a lot of partnerships in this space, especially given the pandemic, right? Banks and other companies that are potentially leveraging some legacy technology, there's a need for them to innovate and move faster. And a lot of times their own internal legacy technology doesn't allow them to do that, right? So there's a ton of partnerships that are happening in this space because of this, given the pandemic. We did a survey recently and you know, 80% of financial and technology respondents basically said that they lag behind in their own technology and their own internal infrastructure. There's a need to partner now more than ever. So I really think it's looking at it and considering 
Do you build something in-house and do you have the internal technology and infrastructure and budget to do that? Do you look at buying you know, a solution? There's lots of M&A activity in this space. Or do you look at partnering and creating strategic partnerships where you can leverage the best of what you have and the partner can bring something? So we're seeing a lot of banks right now choosing to partner on the technology side in order to, like I said earlier, in order to get to market fast, in order to innovate. And then the banks have the distribution channel, right? They have the branch network, they have the treasury banking relationships, they have all the customer relationships, but they lack the infrastructure and the technology to move fast. So banks partnering with technology companies is a really interesting opportunity and one that we're seeing a lot of and we're very much involved in right now. Okay. And so you mentioned innovation. So what are the challenges for banks when it comes to innovation? I think it's just a lot of banks are using legacy technology and it's either in-house technology or third-party legacy technology. Lots of manual processes. In B2B payments, there's still a ton of checks and 50% of all of the B2B payment volume in the US is still happening via checks and all of the manual processes that surround it. Another challenge is because of all the legacy technology, there's just a lot of inertia you know, at some banks. They potentially view it as a potential risk to the business if there is a big change and customer impact. So a lot of banks are hesitant to do things new because of that inertia and because of that legacy technology. But it's really important that they do because they're going to get left behind. I think what we're seeing is The opportunity is with the banks that are looking to be a bit more innovative around how they switch and what those switching costs are and how do they get over some of the dated and legacy processes and legacy dated technology. That's really the opportunity for them to innovate is to get rid of the old technology, bring in new and sort of de-risk the conversion, if you will, by minimizing some of those switching costs and doing it in a way that's smart and makes sense. I'll give you just you know a quick example within our own business. We migrated recently off of a legacy processor to a more modern real-time cloud-native processor, right? This is an issuing processor. You know, we spend a good amount of time building the processor, but I think we spend even more time planning and building for a seamless customer conversion and a seamless customer experience. So we really understand the importance of minimizing any customer inconvenience. And I think that's just as important in the process of converting and upgrading the technology as it is to actually go build or go partner on the new technology. All banks and financial institutions, as you know, they're trying to find ways to differentiate. So are they leaning on payments tech providers like WEX as a way to differentiate? Absolutely. Totally. They need partners like WEX. They're really looking for new modern technology. They're looking for innovation. They're looking for companies that have payment expertise. What we've seen actually, Greg, is a lot of the banks who are really successful leverage some in-house technology, but then also augment that with external technology providers like WEX, right? So it can be a combination of just outsourcing to a third party for a technology, 
or creating some technology in-house and augmenting or supplementing that with third-party technology. There's definitely a lot of opportunity for technology players in the B2B space right now and lots of partnerships that are happening in this space. It's it's actually a really exciting time. Like I said, I've been in payments for over 20 years and we've always talked about the opportunity within B2B payments, right? It's 25 trillion in payment opportunity in the US, half of it is on check. That opportunity has always been out there. I think we're actually at a point right now where we're starting to make a lot of progress and a lot of change and a lot of innovation. And it's because there are a lot of new entrants and because there's a lot of partnerships forming, we're all trying to, there's a common goal for all of us and there's a lot of opportunity for all of us. And it's really exciting right now what's going on. Yeah, how do you see these partnerships evolving over time? Well, you know, there's certainly the aspect where companies are partnering and then what we're seeing is more acquisition, right? So I think what you're going to see is companies partnering and banks will partner with technology companies. And then there's probably going to be acquisition that comes out of that, right? We saw Amex acquired Cabbage, right? So Cabbage was a partner of American Express and then American Express acquired them. I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the future. It's sort of a way to partnering is kind of like dating before you get married, right? So a lot of companies are partnering, seeing if it works, and then there's potentially a path to acquisition. It's actually part of Wex's strategy as well, right? I mean, we've done a number of strategic acquisitions over the last couple of years, many of which were existing partners of ours, either who we partnered with from a distribution standpoint or technology that we leveraged from a third party that as we wanted to bring that technology in-house, we acquired the partner. So I think you're going to see a lot of that into the future as well. Okay. Well, let's talk about tech firms a little bit. How do you see tech firms using embedded finance to compete? Well, I think right now, a lot of technology companies or a lot of software companies are looking to become payment companies. These software companies, they either have a front-end software, you know, they have some sort of a user interface for expense management, or they see and manage a financial workflow, right? And what they're trying to do within that workflow now is embed payments as part of that workflow. You know, a good example of that is a lot of invoice to pay software that's out there, very much involved in the administration, approval, and reconciliation process of invoice. What they're looking to do is embed payment as part of that, right? So offering payments within an application or within a workflow, it provides two things. One, it provides a really unique customer experience, right? So for the end user, the payment just happens, right? For the technology company, it's actually a new revenue stream for them. We all know that there are you know, certain economics involved in payments, right? So with virtual cards, as an example, there's interchange economics. So there's new sources of revenue for technology companies when they get into payments. That new revenue offers them a way to further monetize their own business because now they have more ways to invest, to innovate, and to drive differentiation. So definitely lots of opportunities out there for these technology or software companies to get much more involved in payments. Sure. And by embedding these payments, what does that mean to the market overall? Yeah, I think, you know, again, to my earlier point, it provides a much better customer experience, right? 
the payment just happens. And it happens as part of an existing workflow or an existing application. So the end user has a much better experience making payments. It's also creating a lot of competition in the industry. And given how much opportunity that's out there and how much room there is for growth and innovation, I actually think that the competition is a good thing, right? $25 trillion in spend opportunity with half on checks. The more we do as an industry together, the more you know, the more innovation that we can spark together, we're all going to benefit. There's a lot of opportunity within B2B payments, right? It's the same a rising tide lifts all boats, right? There's more than enough opportunity for all the players in this space. And I think the more competition there is and the more participants there are, the more innovation that we'll all see. You know, more players, more partnerships, a lot more innovation. It's good for everybody. Yeah, it's amazing to me how big the space is when you start thinking about $25 trillion in spend. And then to me, the other amazing part is half of that is still on checks, right? We're in the year 2020 and half of those payments are still done by check, which is just amazing. Well, what's next on your roadmap? So what are your priorities as you move into 2021? Yeah, so, you know, we're going to continue to enhance our front-end applications, right? So the interface, if you will, between our software and the end user, right? So it's the user experience, it's the APIs, right? So, you know, continuing to modernize, continuing to work on that end customer experience is definitely going to be critical for us next year and into the future. I mentioned earlier that we've built internally at WEX a issuing processing platform. That's something that we're using for ourselves when we're the issuer of our virtual cards and physical cards. But that's something that going into next year, we're going to look at commercializing. So offering that in the market to partners that need a more modern issuing processor. So, you know, that's on our roadmap. We're thinking a lot about non-card transactions, right? So as a business, you know, we've been kind of working over the card rails and using virtual cards for two decades. We're thinking more and more about other rails, other non-card transaction types. How do we move into things like real-time payments? So we're going to be doing some work there next year. And then, you know, I think the thing that's most interesting for us that we're working on, honestly, the industry as a whole is thinking about account payable and account receivable and all of the pieces in between, you know, bridging AP and AR, I think is a real opportunity. Traditionally, players have been either focused on one side or the other. So you're either focused on account payable with the buyer or you're focused on account receivable with the seller. There are very few, if any, companies that work on both sides WEX is very uniquely positioned. We already do play on both sides today. We have solutions and technology on both the AP and the AR side. So I think we are uniquely positioned to help better bridge that gap by creating more connective tissue between both of those sides and the technologies that exist on both of those sides. So I think you're going to see things from us over the course of the next year or so within that area economics around the interchange and price points between both the AP and the AR side, you know, we're really taking a close look at having variable economics 
so that we could make things work for both the buyer and the supplier, differentiating interchange rates or different price points that could be negotiated between a buyer and a seller is key to that strategy. So we're going to continue to further that along. And there's definitely going to be a lot more activity next year on bridging that gap between AP and AR. Sure. Sounds like you guys have a lot of exciting priorities for 2021. Oh yeah, definitely lots going on. It's exciting. Things are moving really fast. Our roadmap is constantly evolving and constantly changing. You know, we work in a very agile environment. So we're shifting as we see the market trends shifting. We're shifting as we get feedback from customers and partners. And we always reserve a little bit of capacity in our roadmap to be able to react to those things. So if we talk next year, we probably would have tweaked some of these things along the way based on how the market's going. Absolutely. Well, Greg, we've covered a lot of ground today. So I wanted to thank you so much for your time and for being on the show. I really appreciate all of your insights. And again, thank you so much for your time. Greg, thanks for having me. Really appreciate the time today. For more information about how to reach Greg and links to the Digital Payments Tipping Point research study and landing page, please visit our show notes. And as I previously mentioned, this is the first of three episodes about the Digital Payments Tipping Point sponsored by WEX. The next episode will be available in January and our special guests will be Heather Andrews, Vice President of America's Corporate Payments at WEX, and Anat Patel, Vice President of Maya and APAC Corporate Payments at WEX. Together, we'll be discussing why the payment industry needs to look beyond interchange.